Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from our youth and see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And I tried to say it in a weirder inflection than last time. Well, here's time. what happened is you just went right into it. I, usually you take a, like a 30 to 45 second wind up. You caught me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a running start if you want to get them laughs. I guess so. And that's what we've got here today, folks. We've got laugh after laugh after laugh. What with Marco's supposedly dead mother. <laughs> Spoilers. Ah, uh, they know. They do know. If they've read the books, they know. It was or, a big thing. And it was also have, in book five. If they don't, haven't, they don't <laughs> care. Is it? Was it really? It was. Did they find out her, his mom wasn't dead? Well, like, the rest of the, like, Jake and Marco knew, and then eventually Marco told the other kids. But it happened that early, huh? Yeah, because Marco was like, I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm not going to. You got X, he can replace me, and so I'm done. I've got paint to do. Uh, <laughs> luckily, this ain't no goddamn book, so... Yeah. Ain't no fancy reading for us. <laughs> no finished plots or well-thought-out ideas at all. To be fair, what ep- was that the one we did with Jake Mason where that EGS building came up? Yes. With the ghost? The ghost showed them a building in the future, and they used that knowledge in this episode. Yes, they did actually lay some sort of seed that is blossoming into a lovely little flower. A beautiful little flower. If only the show would have lasted long enough for other things to pay off. Well... I mean, we still have half a season to go. Oh, yeah. So there's still, there may still be some payoffs. How long is the second season? I don't know. More episodes than this? I thought it was only like six episodes long. Well, they, they put a weird dividing line in there. So I don't know. We got this many more. Oh, there's 13. Yeah. I was wrong. Well, we're on episode two of season two of Animorphs. This is the leader part one. Um, <laughs> t- for those of you just joining us on Pop Culture Vayer, welcome. I know specifically one person. <laughs> uh, also, w- weird time for you to just jump in, but welcome. We we do a thing here. They were specifically waiting for the leader, part one. <laughs> Not a moment sooner. Well, it's the best part. It's the best ones. Anywho, uh, what do you say we just jump in? Let's fucking do, do the damn thing. We're a little higher in energy today for some reason. Oh, I got that. It's because I was in the sun all day and I have sun poisoning. <laughs> I would assume you'd be a little more lackadaisical. Yeah. I'm going to get Burger King after this. <laughs> really take it down a notch. Fair enough. So, we open up and Vester 3 is yelling at a cockroach that he keeps referring to as a beetle. He's yelling at a cockroach uh, that is on his mesh desk. <laughs> He's also kind of yelling at a scientist. Yeah, who's just trying to quietly work in his octagon. <laughs> He's got a weird shape over his desk because space stuff, I guess. Yeah. But V3 is talking about how beetles hunt, senses hunt, I don't know. But beetles are afraid and, like, prey, things that prey on it can smell that fear. Maybe that was the zoo book that Visitor 3 just got. It must have been. And then he says Andalites are the same way. They're afraid, so they morph something that's more powerful. And he's yelling at them for doing that. And here's the thing, Vesser 3, you have Andalite body and you're currently morphed as a person, which is much weaker than an uh, Andalite, as you mentioned in our very last episode. Fuck off, you bald guy. Uh, He's not great at... uh, He does... Irony is lost on him, (laughs) really, is what it is, right? I I guess he's... he's... (sighs) I don't know. But we find out what that scientist was tinkering with. It was a uh, motion sensor it was a, from it was ADT. A, it, yeah, it was a motion sensor. It will turn on your outside porch lights if a raccoon gets in your garbage. <laughs> um, but apparently this one he has been modified to detect morphing. 
yes, very specifically morphing energy. Not people in morph, but people who are morphed. Yeah, I think think it's the act of morphing it it identifies. Yeah, because otherwise it would be going off before he starts morphing. Because he's in a morph. And then he half morphs, and and his voice changes dramatically. And his eyes go red? Because of the Andalite's notoriously red eyes. Right. Right? No, that's the thing. Oh. his eyes are golden. I think golden and beautiful, <laughs> and almond shaped. Uh, but V three yells at the guy. He's like, "Put these in our most sensitive places." He means they're wieners. <laughs> Got to protect them from morphs. Yeah. Um, and then he scoops up the, because uh, I guess it was successful in detecting morphs, so they're gonna put them everywhere. And then he picks up the beetle, and for a real a long time, he calls it a beetle like eighteen times. Oh, really? For a really long time. It looks like he's going to eat it. He's just holding yeah. it right next to his mouth. Like, it straight up looks like he's just going to smash that bug in his mouth. And then it never happens, and it I feel really very unsatisfied. <laughs> we cut to credits. And uh, there's a quick scene of Jake um, drumming on some curtains, and we find out what, where that clip is from <laughs> today. It, it's this episode. Yeah. We're off to a bad start is all. <laughs> I, I don't know that it gets particularly better. There's one <laughs> part where I uh, chuckled lightly to myself. Not enough that Sky noticed. But I'll talk about it when it gets there. So I, that's, in fact, did not notice. That's uh, that's about all. that ha- I don't think it's... Well, maybe it is supposed to be funny. I don't know. We'll find out. You, you can't tell. I really I like in this new opening where they're like, who could be a yerk? And they, they show Rachel's little sister, Tom, <laughs> who is a yerk, and Marco's sad dad. <laughs> Who's not sad anymore? Yay! He got over the death of his wife. Yeah, he and Marco are painting their apartment. Yep, and Marco chose to wear a nice polo shirt that he tucked into his jeans. He looks like he just got back from Easter church. (laughs) He looks like a dad who just got back from Easter church. Yeah. His hair is all sorts of slicked back. He's wearing his nice high jeans. (laughs) The big thick black belt and uh, just a nice tucked in polo shirt. He looks like he walked straight off a Sears catalog onto set. Yeah. So... Uh, they're painting new beginnings, I guess. Um, and Marco's pa- they're dad, painting the mom out of their life. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, they're like the walls are currently a, a shade of beige, and they're going to repaint it in a different shade of beige, a lighter beige. Yeah, you know, to, for the lightness in their hearts. But uh, they pull down the a painting that was on the wall, revealing a <laughs> a hand turkey. That you know the turkeys that you draw when you're little with your hand in the shape of your hand. Yeah. That's what Sky meant by hand turkey. Yeah, what and you all, you... you all got that immediately, but I had to explain <laughs> it. Yeah, and it, Marco, you know, he's, I did, you did this as a kid. And it's just like a size smaller than current Marco's hand. Uh, like, so it looks ba- like he did it I don't even know about a size. Like, it's like less than a quarter of an inch shorter. That's even <laughs> too much. Like, it is almost exactly the same size as his hand. If it was a glove, he would still wear it because it would pretty much fit. <laughs> Like, it's weird because he mentions that you grabbed the, the ladder and brought it over um, because it's so high up. It makes me think that someone on props was just like, fuck it, we just need a hand turkey, right? And then they yeah. they did that and like, oh shit, it was supposed to be Marco when he was like three or whatever. Because it's at the, exact, it's, <laughs> it's at the exact height that current Marco <laughs> would do it at if he was going to yeah, do it's it. It's roughly four feet off the ground and the size of a man's hand. But whoops, it's fine. In a show... With uh, fucking visitors that look like they're going to eat bugs and morphing and and aliens and, and we actually see outer space. This is the weirdest part. It 
apparently Marco was just trying to help his mom put up tur- uh, Thanksgiving decorations. I was going to say turkey decorations, which I guess are, in fact, Thanksgiving Day And then they hung a painting over it. Well, th- th- you know, his dad also went into a huge depressive stupor, so... <laughs> just hanging paintings over everything. Yeah, it's fine. Uh... So now they're going to paint over this son of a bitch, I guess. <laughs> uh, Marco gently caresses it for a little bit. Real sexy life. <laughs> uh, but this, 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 that's the least of the sexiness that's about to happen. It's, it gets real uncomfortable up in here, guys. So Marco goes and rolls his he, roller in the paint. He doesn't completely roll that. Like, there's a spot that he missed with the roller. He does such a shitty job painting. And then... <laughs> He's not even going the same direction. He's going all cockeyed and... And then like, rather than paint the area in front of him... him Instead of hitting the area in front of him, he reaches too far off the ladder, falls off the ladder despite his father's warnings, directly into the thinnest paint in the world. <laughs> it's just milk. And then he paints his dad's shirt very clearly on purpose and pretends like it's an accident. And then they on purpose start flirting with each other and like painting each other. And I know often we jest about people kissing. But there's no way this shouldn't end in a kiss. And then got Marco's goddamn dad dumps paint out onto Marco. You don't dump paint out. It's one thing to play like, oh, you, I got some on you. But to dump goddamn half a bucket of paint out? It's ridiculous. It's a huge waste of money. And it's going to get into the floorboards. They did cover the floor in uh, plastic. That doesn't matter if you're dumping paint where the two pieces of tarp meet. It's not going to, it's not impervious. (laughs) It is just helpful to, you got real old and upset about paint for a minute there. You should not dump paint on someone. (laughs) Not in the house. This is a Nickelodeon show. It's kind of their (laughs) bread and butter. Yeah. It's slime though. I think it was, that's why it was so thin. They had to (laughs) change the color of their slime. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. My well-painted soapbox. <laughs> so we cut over to Jake's house, and Jake's listening to the weird diet. Apparently, the the poor music that popped in when Marco and Jake or Marco and his dad were playing. Oh yeah, all was that diegetic. paint dumping is is just set to porn music as well. Yeah, and we cut over to Jake, and it's him listening to the porn music as he walks around his room drumming. And he has drumsticks, but no drums. Yep. And then he turns off his music and starts flipping through a zoo book. Uh, no, it's a just straight-up textbook. Yeah, it's an encyclopedia. But he's just flipping and judging animals as though he was swiping through Tinder. I don't know if you know how animals work, or I mean encyclopedias work, but that's not an encyclopedia, Sky. <laughs> he's not just looking up animal and there are pictures of animals. It's a <laughs> biology book. You're a biology book. It says biology on the front. Uh, meanwhile, Tom picks up the phone... And Jake stares at him awkwardly from his door. Yeah, because Jake's like, I'm going to get the phone. <laughs> Which I guess is the thing teens do. I guess. What if but Cassie's calling? Tom takes the phone privately into his room and shuts the door partially. Yep. But then the dog comes in. Homer. That dog morph has gotten so much play. It sure has. Because it's easier to get a dog on set. So I guess that was... Okay, so Tom picks up a piece of... What we thought later was cheese, but maybe was a piece of rawhide? It looks like a piece of rawhide, and it looks real stiff right now. Well, maybe it goes in the dog's mouth. It takes a lot of dog mouth to get a rawhide floppy, though. <laughs> well, it's very thin. Yeah, but still. I don't know oh, But happening. then the outside Homer barks, because Homer, the real Homer's outside. Apparently, this is not Homer. It was Jake eavesdropping the whole time. What? 
And Tom realizes it, so he goes to check. Yeah. And he, he goes into Jake's room and he's like, hey, did you see the dog? And Jake awkwardly nods and said, no. I guess shakes his head no is the proper way to phrase that. And uh, Tom has no further questions and bails. And then Jake pulls the piece of cheese out of his mouth. Yeah, now it's real floppy and looks like a fucking piece of cheese. I don't know what's going on anymore. So uh, Jake leaves his house and he goes over to Marco's. Uh, Jake overheard some uh, Yerk stuff. I don't know if oh, we said that. we didn't. Yeah. Well, we mentioned Tom and then kind of went from there. Yeah. Then there was a dog, so we got excited. But he goes to Marco's house, and it's a fucking disaster. N- they they used up all the paint on one another. Uh, there's no paint on the walls. <laughs> there There is newspaper over the windows, though, in case they accidentally were to paint the whole window. <laughs> it's one thing to tape around the edges, but <laughs> they're completely covered. Maybe they just have nosy neighbors. Yeah. But they talk about uh, the things that Jake heard, like how... Uh, Tom mentioned that the EGS tower has the new Cadrona. Yeah, and oh, that—that's the part I giggled at was Marco called him the Elmo guy. <laughs> yeah, the Force Ghost. Uh, so Jake apparently, instead of calling a meeting, went to, or is going to everyone one by one and telling them the plan. No, just just to Marco. <laughs> <laughs> but Marco doesn't want to go t- and attack the EGS tower because he thinks that he'll die and his dad doesn't have anybody else. I get that, but also you are one of six that is capable of doing anything. So maybe fuck off, Marco. <laughs> also, Marco is really short and Jake is really tall. So when there are shots of Marco talking, like only half of Sean Astin's head is in the in the frame. <laughs> Ashmore. What did I say? Sean Astin. Oh, that's a different guy. He's a hobbit. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, Sean Ashmore's head. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Sean Ashmore. He listens, I Sorry, think. Sorry, Sean Ash- Ashton. So, uh, Marco takes Jake uh, to the other side of the room and pulls out a photo of the family before his mom died or went out and disappeared in the ocean uh, to emphasize his point that dad's doing okay and I'm all dad has. Yeah, look at this picture. It, is he showing it to Jake to be like, look, he put this picture back out now that he's less depressed? Maybe. I think it's a different photo, though. What do you mean, different photo from when? Well, remember when Axe pulled out... uh, Oh, when it was in the drawer? Yeah. Well, I didn't even mean that. I just meant, like, he's putting photos of her back out, like, in general. Like, (laughs) look, he he can be a person again because he has pictures or something. I don't know. And then we have a tender moment where Marco misses his mom. And he almost looks like he's gonna cry. And it looks okay. Yeah, it's not bad acting here. Yeah. They're doing their best. Uh, it, Sean Ashmore really sells the, I'm not sure how to do... I'm an uncomfortable I teenager. I don't know what to say here. You want me to turn into a dog? You uh, can pet him. If your mom's corpse was around, I could morph her because I could acquire her DNA. I don't think that's how it works. It, but it, it should. Could you? I don't know. They say it has to be from a living thing. Oh, but it, like DNA is DNA. Right? Could you acquire someone from their... Um... Leavings? Yes. I don't know. Like, uh, do does your poops have a DNA in it? Because your yeah. your your jisms do, right? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Anything that comes out of you naturally will have a bit of your DNA in it. Like a sneeze? Yeah. Hmm. You want to morph me from my sneeze? I'll sneeze in your mouth and you can morph me. <laughs> maybe later. Okay. So we cut to the next night, or maybe that night. <laughs> Could be three weeks later. It's impossible to say. So. <laughs> they might have a time machine we're not aware of. <laughs> They know a guy what controls time. 
Maybe uh, this is a memory they're watching in that DVD player. It could be. <laughs> but uh, the girls and Jake are there. Axe and Tobias are not in this episode for reasons. They say that they're what down hang- for the count. I don't. I no, don't they're know. like hang. They're laying low. Laying that's low. the that's the word. That's why the euphemism. Is my question what? why why are they laying low? Because they're expensive. They are already, you know, a, an alien and a bird. A bird doesn't really need to hide. And the alien can turn into anything, mostly a person. But uh, Rachel's like, I I miss Marco complaining and jokes and stuff. And then, wouldn't you know it, he pops out of nowhere. And And there's almost some genuine chemistry between Rachel and Marco. Way more than there's ever been between Rachel and Tobias, (laughs) at least. Yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of the time she's playing off a bird. Sky, I don't don't ship things. I don't, (laughs) like, the whole shipping culture is weird to me. But I'm going to go ahead and ship Marco and Rachel in this. Rarco? Rarco, yeah. Rarco. (laughs) Racho. Racho. It sounds a little racist when I say it like that. Yeah. Uh, Marshall? I don't know. So then they break into a building. (laughs) Yeah, so they get in the EGS tower, which was super easy. There's no cameras. There's no security. There's no one in the building. They just walk up to a door that says, danger. And like, yep, it's in here. I'm sure of it. Look at the eerie red light coming from below. I, do you know that? I hear the sound of the Cadrona, yeah. says Jake. I, he remembers from when the ghost took them to see it. Yeah. And there is a, uh, a morph sensor above it. Nobody thinks to look around for security things, like sensors or, or cameras. cameras. Which really should just be laden through. And also, it's a very poorly lit hallway, like everything in the show. Well, yeah. It hides bad morphs. <laughs> um. So there's a, there's a, a little grate at the bottom of the door. Incredibly bad security throughout. Um, and but earlier, is it like that to be a trap so they'd come this far and then morph in front of those things? I guess. I have no idea, honestly. I mean, I guess so because of what happens. Like, this is what they wanted to happen. Yeah. But earlier, um, when Marco was reminiscing about his dead mom, he's like... Whenever she went out sailing, she would tell me half a riddle or something. So, uh, I, and then she'd say, I, I'd have to come back to finish the joke. So, in this moment, Marco says, what's the difference between a horse and a fish or some such? Yes. Uh, and Cassie and Rachel are understandably confused at that. The answer is hooves. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it might uh, be. And then Mar- and Jake jumps in and says, he'll tell you when we get back. And uh, Jake, in real life, had a problem with that because... Uh, Marco was using his dead dad or his dead mom's joke. Yeah, I, I don't know. He threw a little fit and yelled at the TV. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> seem appropriate. It doesn't. But your mom whatever. just died two years ago, man. I don't know. Oh, uh, then they morph teeny tiny little lizards and uh, go in the hole in the door. Yep. <sighs> Meanwhile, Rachel looks revulsed at the idea of becoming a lizard. I also like that no one bent down to look through those grates. Like they're. <laughs> Big enough, you could just peep through there. Yeah, probably kick through. They were able to pull a grate off the wall later. Oh, and um, just, you know, the, they the morphed in front of the morphing sensor. That's probably yeah, important. So it starts blipping back and forth red lights. Uh, again, no one looks up or notices. So the two girls man the door, as it were, and they're doing lookout duty, I guess. 
Yeah. Morph something, ladies. I, I like the security guard's little map of the building that has a little blinking <laughs> on his light. phone. It's a, it's not on his phone. Oh yeah, I guess it is. A, I'm sorry, I forgot what year it was. <laughs> it's yeah, it is like attached to his like landline phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's like a several story tall building. It's huge. It just seems to be it's the ground layer What's level. The important part. Here's the thing: security guy comes in and notices that the fl- light is flashing, and then. It verifies that there are no fucking cameras on this level. Like, yeah. there, it doesn't show a screen or anything. It's just a blinking light that doesn't really indicate even where it, like, it, like it wasn't like, designated to a spot. It was just a blinking light. It was like zone four or something, he says at some uh, point. Or yeah. quadrant four. I don't I know. Don't know. It, They're in one quarter of the building. <laughs> they are in the building, I can tell you that. And then the room Marco and Jake go into looks like uh, the, the line queue. At a haunted house, like it's kind of spooky. I like to watch. I don't like I fuck haunted houses. I'm not going to a goddamn haunted house. That seems terrifying. But I really <laughs> like the shows about haunted houses, and this seems like one of those where they're like, "This is the scarability scare factory where we scare you with scare stuff," and then they like uh, they show you what it's like inside and how you build it and stuff, and uh, you know they talk about how terrifying it is. Yes. This just looks like all that sort of fakey. There is a weird prison bar wall. Yeah, because it's like the, like a haunted house. Like suddenly you're just in a the prison room. Like yep. this this room has pipes, but this room is a prison. <laughs> Ain't nothing makes. sense. I mean, prisons have pipes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I bet there's quite a few of them because all the toilets. Um, but like they see a glowing s- spherical object behind the bars. Yeah, sort of reddish churning yeah, and jake touches a, a tube that apparently was so cold yeah, a dryer him. tube <laughs> and then marco uh not believing him also touches it and burns himself also they said it's so hot that it's cold uh, it was i don't know that fucking plastic ass tube would melt if it was that hot yep so i guess when marco touched the thing that triggered an alarm where that fat ass guard just got to the button <laughs> could be but instead of morphing a thing, uh, they, they stand there holding their ears, and then they get trapped in a box, they meaning uh, Marco and Jake. Yeah, like a box like forms around them. Yep. And then the girls just pound on the door yelling at the guys. It's like... No he, one I, tries the knob. <laughs> they, in fact, do not. They also don't morph and do something useful. You probably... Cassie, morph a horse and kick the door down. Yes. Or... Morph something small and go through the grate like you just watched them do. I mean, I guess, conceivably, the walls that built the the rocket box that the boys are now in is pressed up against that door and they can't get it open yet. Maybe? No, but there's still a lot of red light coming in from underneath that door, so I don't, I don't fucking know. Ain't nothing makes sense. By the way, the boys are in a rocket box. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the cube they were sealed in also was part rocket, and they are being thrust through the tower, I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rachel grabs a fire extinguisher and bashes the bolt of this locked door and opens it somehow. But instead of hitting, like, the doorknob or something, she's just, like, bashing the center of it. That would never work. Nope. And also, Cassie did the mistaken thing to try and bust down a door by leading with her shoulder. No, don't do that. That's the best way to dislocate your shoulder. You want to kick where the knob is. A little that's, life lesson for you. That sounds about right. But they go I in. I headbutt doors. That's how <laughs> and I they open. notice. Well, I mean, Cassie that notices that, that, the door, that the floor is hot. 
So not even if they're locked. That's just how I use doors. I, I've met you, <laughs> and <laughs> somebody's coming. So the girls run over and they see an enormous air vent and they pull the grate off and. Rachel's hesitant to get in because it's so small. It's a goddamn vent that I could fit in. <laughs> I'm a grown-up yep. fat bot. Fat, fat bot. That's what I called myself. <laughs> I, was, I meant fat man, but fat bot works too. Uh, fat bot is a character from Futurama. That's probably what I was thinking of. Uh, but instead of like fleeing <laughs> the scene, the girls, like they replace the grate and then stay there with their faces pressed against it. They have to hold the grate up, because if they don't, it'll fall and and they'll be noticed. I guess. But also morph something, ladies. You can do that. You have the ability. I don't think they do. That's what the show's about. I'm not sure. I mean, the evidence points to the otherwise, I will grant you. Fat bot. (laughs) But Tom comes in, and he says, hey, we trapped a couple of Andalite bandits there. They are packaged and they're on their way. Yeah, in his little cell phone. <laughs> it's not little. When he call when he calls whoever he calls, they just go speak. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I am answering the phone from bark, here bark, on bark, out. Bark bark. <laughs> so they they don't bother like packing up the Cadrona. They just leave the room, and then Cassie and Rachel also don't bother futzing with the Cadrona because they're on the other side of that grate now. So they got other stuff to do. Yeah, I get. I mean. That would be a good time, huh? That would be the only time, I would think. But uh, I think they picked up the information that there are morphing sensors, though. Well, yeah, but they can be people and smash it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying that may be important for later why they don't oh. morph anymore. I'm just saying that I, they got some exposition that I thought was important. Well, I mean, why wouldn't there be more of those sensors? So we cut back to the dudes, and they're feeling around the room. It's just a blank black room, and they find, like, I don't know, uh, some sort of protuberance in the wall, and they pull it down. Marco's got a really nice watch. He does. And they manage to reveal a window? They built this prison cube with a window? I'm not sure. It seems to have, like, a a long hallway that leads to a window, but the window's made of squiggles. (laughs) It's very perplexing. I don't I Because when we see things later, it's an actual ship. Yeah. Maybe the cube flew into a ship. Yeah, that would be the easiest explanation. Or maybe the like the floor above them was where the ship was, and they just got sucked into it, and then the ship took off or something. I don't know. They didn't bother showing us, so who the hell knows? So we cut back to the to Earth, and the girls are going through the the air duct, and they make their way to like I have the no edge? idea. I have no idea what this room is it's supposed to be. It's just an air duct that comes out to a chasm. <laughs> it's This tower was designed by whoever designed all this shit in Star Wars. There's no <laughs> railings. They're just high heights. There's just exhaust ports that lead to important things. <laughs> so, like, there, I don't, there's like a seven-foot jump, and there is a hole in the wall that'll lead to freedom, I guess. There's a fan, and I guess they think... They can get out through that fan, even though I'm not sure. I, do, I've, I don't know what the plan is, and it doesn't matter. Rachel convinces Cassie to make this stupid jump, and I, they say they can't morph because of the sensors. And when Rachel jumps across, her hand goes dangerously near those fan blades, and it makes yeah. me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, it's got that cover on it. There's no way you're getting your hand through that cover. Eh, that fan know. is deep in there. Uh, I don't know. I'm just worried. 
She stands dangerously close to her with her hair also, and I'm afraid of her hair getting sucked in there and her getting her head bashed. I think you think a lot more of this fan than, you, than it actually is. <laughs> I am concerned for Rachel, her hair and her hands. <laughs> so Cassie makes the jump also, and then we cut back to space. And it's the the Independence Day ship, sort of. Uh, sort of. It's a big like. All of today's like... budget went into this space design. Yeah, that's why Axe is in here is because they had to make a spaceship. Yeah. So there's a little it... squiggly spaceship going to a big circle spaceship. It's not terrible looking. No, it really isn't. I mean, it's better the graphics than sci-fi has. The sci-fi, the the channel. I don't Some know. You ever seen that one that movies. has a tornado and it's a shark? Uh, not on purpose. Well, it's, I think it's called Sharknado. It is. Uh, I also have never seen it. <laughs> Marco and Jake morph cockroaches when the doors open and there are Yurks shining their flashlights, Dracon beams in there. And, and we get to find out what the Yurk uniform is, and it looks like a bunch of guys who belong to a polygamous church. <laughs> like, it's just sort of like plain gray gonna... tucked in button up with gray slacks. Yeah. So like buttoned all the way to the tippy top. I would have said like car wash manager. Or not manager, but car wash worker. Sky, the line between polygamous church member and car wash uh, manager is razor thin. <laughs> Fair enough. So, these Yerks came to the thing knowing that there are Andalite bandits in here. Andalites that are very well known for their morphing ability. Andalites Says you. Who probably have teeny tiny morphs, and the first thing they fucking do is just open the goddamn doors... And, and look around and go, oh, they're not in here. <laughs> Where are they? How could we have possibly fucked this up oh, already? Oh, great, we picked up the wrong rocket box. <laughs> so, needless to say, uh, Marco and Jacob escape the room pretty easily and demorph into humans. Can we talk about how gross each and every one of these men look, too? <laughs> I know part of it's the light, but uh, they just are <laughs> yucky looking. Like One of them has so a really uncomfortable mustache. Yeah, they're soft and have weird facial hair. Yeah, no offense, guys, but like you, you look, ugh. they made you look villainous and gross. No, I don't. I think that's just how they those those guys are just extras. They didn't put that I, much effort <laughs> into them. They look like the background of a beer commercial. They look like before, <laughs> before you the get beer gets there. Yeah, exactly. Before it turns into a party, like the dull drab, like bleh. they look like divorced dads, like the dad you see every other weekend. And he's like, "Sorry, I don't have any butter to pour on your toast, kids." Sorry, go on. So, after uh, the these guys screw up super bad, super early, we cut back to the girls, and they are pulling out screws by hand on this vent I hole. guess so. And I guess they got at least one, but... I, I... Rachel says that's the last one. But it's still pretty well in there. And then yeah. Cassie's like, we need to do something. We should have probably broken the Cadrona earlier. And Rachel says no, because whoever wrote this didn't read any of the books and doesn't know what Rachel's personality is supposed to be. She doesn't like um, not doing gymnastics and crawling through vents. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but she's more concerned about getting Marco and Jake back, even though they have no comprehension of where they went. How the fuck do they think they're going to get past that fan, even if they get that cover off? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like it? Is it Galaxy Quest and they have to stop the fan and try and make <laughs> it through before... Uh, it starts spinning again. Uh, probably. There is that portion, Ch that smashy thing. There, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jake and Marco are wandering <laughs> around uh, <laughs> in the Yerk mothership? Question mark the pool ship, I think it's called. Uh, and they stumble into a room after these huge ass doors open noisily. 
nobody bothers turning around, and they're all wearing the U- Yurk uniform, facing inward at this. Also, if you de- guys ever actually stage? watch this, do it with the captions on because it's a hoot. Because <laughs> they're whoever did it didn't give a fuck. They just spelled down with a nine. They don't capitalize anything but the first letter of the sentence. <laughs> It's a good time. Yeah. So V3 comes out, and he's still Victor Trent. And he has a little stage. He does. And there's like a catwalk where some kid guys are... He's. It's like the scene from Ninja Turtles where Shredder addresses the youths, except super low budget. Yeah, and the youths are divorced to heads. <laughs> there's a mom in there somewhere. Just chubby divorced dads with their fucking buttons buttoned all the way up to the top of their collar. <laughs> Plus, let's get a load of uh, goddamn Visitor 3's collar. It's from the future. It's like a weird sort of overlapping uh, situation. I don't really understand it. There's it a looks single like they, button. It, it looks like they tried to build in a bow tie. Yeah, but they but didn't, didn't quite make it. Yeah. Uh, but V3 is telling his troops that we've captured some Andalites. Apparently, uh, the people who fucked up super bad didn't report it yet. Good for them. <laughs> They're probably rock, paper, scissors. I don't know who's going to have to tell him. <laughs> They're probably getting into an escape pod. That guy's crazy. He eats bugs. I saw it. No, you didn't. He just held it up to his face. Well, my friend Steven, who works in the science division, he saw it. I don't think you know Steven. Steven got murdered last week. All right. I vote you you, you tell him. Damn it. (laughs) So V3 is excited because the Earth's going to fall soon. And in a moment, my guards are going to bring the Andalite prisoners and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you're right. There are a couple of ladies in the divorce dads, but ugh, yeah. they're not ladies that I would want to be seen with. They look <laughs> crazy in the eyes. <laughs> oh, Jake. Uh, so it, you don't like his henchmen? I love his henchmen. They're gross and weird. <laughs> I was just marveling at your phrasing. Uh, but V3 is he, his plan is to murder the Andalites in front of Vesser One because she's there, and then he introduces her. They're supposed to have a lot of animosity between the two of them. Uh, we don't see any of that yet. Maybe next episode. But some lady... I mean, we barely see any. Who's like discount Fran Drescher comes in. She has the biggest hair. She has the hairstyle of the fembots from Austin Powers. It's giant. <laughs> uh, she walks in and, and it's Marco's mom. Jake, we know so because Jake says to Marco, Marco, <laughs> it's your mom. Hey, Jake, he's aware, man. No, Jake's just excited. He's exclaiming, "It's your ma!" <laughs> I don't think that's Which, the case. I mean, I it, think that was for us. It's nice that he explains it because she doesn't really look anything like that picture I saw earlier. No, it's because she has the because she has the cra- hair. She has the crazy yerk hair, crazy ass uh, yerk hair. But then it's a suddenly it's a bit to be continued. Yeah. So was... we'll to be continued it in the leader part two, which is episode three. <laughs> yes. Waka waka. Oh, boy. So, I mean, yeah, there's not really much closure because we're in... Uh, is this three parts? Uh, this one's a two-part. There is a three-part later. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Face-off has parts one, two, and three. Okay. So... There's two three-parts. Oh, fuck. So this is not... This is just a double-parter. Yes. More more typically known as a, as a two-parter. A double-parter. Huh. Oh, the old double parter. So, Jake. What? What was the most turtle-rific part? Uh, the sexy paint fight, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that flirty-ass paint fight with that milk paint. 
That was this paint is awful. Super weird. Marco, um, you know that we're poor, so we're gonna thin this paint out <laughs> with some milk. Dad, this is just milk with a little bit of cinnamon in it. You do what I say. Paint over that turkey. Uh, I'm gonna say that the most tur- turtle-rific part was probably that little interchange between Marco and Rachel, where it seemed like they had a little bit of oh we're, chemistry. Where uh, Rachel happened. <laughs> right. Rachel. Rachel. Which, uh, again, still sounds kind of racist. It's only as racist as you make it, Sky. Yeah. I don't see race. What What do you see? <laughs> Mostly a horrible landscape of colors. <laughs> I'm not sure what to interpret from that. <laughs> yeah, that sounded worse than... <laughs> I meant like a psychotropic, like, like, like reds and blues and pinks, like a, but like it really sounded like I meant some other stuff. Sure did. Because that's the thesis of this stupid podcast, is Jake says something... <laughs> That he meant to not sound uh, <laughs> ignorant, but boy, did it sound ignorant. Yeah, it happens. I could probably edit that out, but we've yeah, talked about it Yeah, but you won't because you're an asshat. Well, you could take it again. Nah, just go ahead. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the most effective or likable character? Mm, probably Homer the dog or Marco's dad. I don't know. The dog does a lot more for anybody in this show. Uh, I'm going to give it to scientist guy who doesn't get a name. He made a thing and it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it it did what it wanted to and it did some stuff. <laughs> I ran out well, of words. I ran out of words there at the end. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. That that sunstroke is starting to set in. <laughs> and uh, is there a different question? With the... That leads us to uh, what was your pop culture p- oh. palate cleanser for well, this week? God damn. So I'm on my way here. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't do shit this week. I... Uh, we were recording a little earlier, so there wasn't quite as much time, and uh, I switched shifts, so I've just been working in the sun the last three <laughs> days, and then I'm real sleepy by the time I get home, so I just sit and wait quietly for the sun to go down so I can go to bed. <laughs> That's fair. The other day, I went to bed, and there were still kids playing in the park across the street. <laughs> I did finish uh, <laughs> um Arrested Development Season 5. Oh, Dang. no. I didn't finish it because apparently it's it's 16 episodes, but they only released 8 now. And I got to the end of eight, Episode 8, and I was like, well, that was really anticlimactic. <laughs> um, turns out there's 8 more coming in the fall. Mm. I was real mad because uh, I, I, I thought it was just that was it. <laughs> but also, I don't know if I would have binged uh, all five seasons or four and a half seasons if I had known there was more coming. Mm. I would have just done it all at once. Right. But, uh, you know, I put season five solidly between um, the pretty good season three and the not great season four. <laughs> Fair enough. That re-edit uh, of season four is exhausting because they recover the same ground over and over again, yes. especially if you're binging it. Um, but it's even weirder than – because before you saw it from other points of view, mm-hmm. this time they try and make it more – like the old episodes. So there's a lot of Ron Howard telling us what we just saw in the last episode. Yeah. Like, way worse than it just... Usually Ron Howard just gives us a quick, hey, here's the thing. Yeah. And it, it, he recaps everything for such a long time. Yeah, they really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully this is the last season because Michael is so unlikable. The, he was the one you used to root for, and seasons four and five just ruined him. Yep. George Michael isn't great either. Maybe he's pretty good, and so is Buster, and that's about it. I haven't even bothered with the new stuff. I just, I really enjoyed that show, and then they made the thing that made it real bad, and I, I don't, I just don't want to. 
If you like uh, David Cross, there's shitload of David Cross, and it's real annoying. <laughs> they forgot what made David Cross good in the first three seasons. It was him saying something weird and leaving the room. <laughs> Daddy's got to get his rocks off. Yeah, shit like that. Well, that was in the fourth season. It but. was, but that's the only thing that came to mind. Uh, yeah. Well, I've been watching uh, the newest edition of the Super Sentai uh, from Shout Factory, uh, Go Go Five. It's pretty rad. There's a there. Uh, it's it's the light speed rescue version uh, in America, and they're basically uh, like first responders. They're emergency workers. So there's like a a robot that's uh that's uh, an ambulance and one that's a fire truck and stuff like that. And shit's bonkers. Like <laughs> there's a there's a scene in the show where they have clearly taken the monster costume and strapped it to the hood of a car. <laughs> and then they just drive that car crazy like and then they take that bitch up on two wheels and smash it into a wall. It's amazing. And Can I, you see the car? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. You can see the monster. You can see the car. It, they, <laughs> they hired a stunt driver to smash a car with a monster tied to it all right. into a wall. And I really appreciate that about Japan, where they go all in. They don't give a fuck about anything. They don't. Uh, but it's real good. Uh, I remember not really liking Lightspeed Rescue that much. Of course, I, was, I finally had hit that point where I was too old to be watching it, even for me. Uh, there is that point where you get a little bit too old, and then you... you uh, you go, oh, wait, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's a good realization Yeah, that you can uh, still enjoy. Th- I mean, maybe some people don't go through that, but I think... We- like, I I didn't religiously watch Power Rangers after, uh, I guess, maybe the third season. I just kind of dipped in and out. And uh, this was the one where I had seen the least and didn't really care uh, for. Um, but the, the Sentai is really good, and I'm listening to the Morphin Grid. Uh, Jake Mason is uh, one of the hosts there. He was with us last week, and uh, Lightspeed Rescue sounds pretty good too. It's just been a minute, and now I'm old, so I can appreciate more stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't have any doubt that you'll watch Lightspeed Rescue either. <laughs> well, I started watching Operation Overdrive, and that shit is not good. What is that? It's a much later Power Rangers. Season. Oh, it's a Power Rangers. I thought it was yeah. something unrelated. No, uh, like at one point. They're, they're searching for magic jewels or whatever, and they find what they keep calling Thor's hammer, but is golden and shaped. Uh, it has like a, a, a Chinese dragon on it, and it's very clearly something from you know that mythology and not <laughs> Norse. But whatever, it's fine. Thor's in right now. <laughs> this was a long time ago, though. What do you want from me, man? I don't know. Less, more, something. But in any event, uh, I've mostly been. It's only been two days since I edited the. <laughs> The last one, so not a lot happened. Wait, uh, since you edited it, but it's been like four days since we recorded it. <laughs> yeah, and all, all I've done is edit. Yeah, and watch Power Rangers. Yeah, I, I the our last episode was a little late because uh because of some personal stuff. Because you're watching Power Rangers. Nah, I went on a date. It went really well. Uh, but anyway, I don't see how those two things are mutually exclusive: watching Power Rangers and going on a date. I've been on dates with you. <laughs> I was in it. I wasn't home. I was somewhere else, so I couldn't. You still walk carry out. those DVDs everywhere. <laughs> Got a little suitcase. Slam it on a table and go. This is you, what we're doing. What are you hanging here for? <laughs> I've got Dudley Do Right and <laughs> all of the Super Sentai. Say what you will. It works. Anyway, uh, I think that'll pretty much do it for us this week. 
Um, join us next week with The Leader Part 2. Where we find out about Marco's mom and stuff. Oh, wait, that's not it. You were already on it. Yeah, I was already on it. The caption guy, says, crazy. Caption says, the Animorphs destroy a Cadrona, and Marco <laughs> vows to fight the Yerks until he gets his mom back. The, that kind of spoils the entire episode. The Marco, the, the Marco, the Animorphs destroy a Cadrona. I guess there's more than the one? I mean, I guess there is. There were, uh, yeah, there's got to be one on the pool ship. I don't know. Under the anyway. school. Well, good job, everyone. We so, did it. I'm going to try and read you, something before next week. But we'll f- see. I got a lot of shit going on this weekend. You can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. Uh, I also do a Pokemon podcast, Pokemon Mind and Body. And I keep forgetting to mention this, but I was on uh, my friend Christina's podcast called The Home for Wayward OCs. Uh, you can listen to me talk about a thing that I made and I'm very excited about to talking about. And uh, it's probably the first original character I ever created that it morphed to do a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a, it's a good time. Um, but otherwise, we will see you guys next week. It's true. We'll, uh, we'll probably do this again, probably. I suppose. And I promise next time I'll have more BattleBots talk to, to go in there. There wasn't any. Because we recorded. Well, I mean, we're still going to do that BattleBots podcast. So, oh yeah, but I'm also going to talk about BattleBots. Right, I know. I just much more in depth. I'm excited for you to put together a best of package for me to talk (laughs) about. It's going to be great. All right, you guys. See you next week. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Sky, we've done it again. We have. Yet again, into the ethos. Ethos. I don't know what I'm saying ever. I think you meant to say ether. That's what I meant. That's exactly. 